there are some topics that are so immense and so descriptive that it's almost like I want to put it into a few different episodes. But at the end of the day, I have to break it down for you guys because this is extremely connective to a lot of what we've been talking about. And this adds up to a lot of things that people like Gary Webb, Phil Schneider, Al Bilek have all spoken about and have coincidentally been murdered for. Now, before I do that, I just want to apologize to Vivan Seitai. I hope that I pronounced his last name correctly this time. I shouted him out yesterday and didn't pronounce his name correctly, so I apologize for that. Now, the next thing I want to talk about very quickly is that we need to understand to a T what the Ulfbert sword was and what it is. So according to Wikipedia, the Ulfbert swords are about 170 medieval swords found in Europe dated to the 9th to 11th centuries with blades inlaid with the inscription Ulfbert. And that is a Frankish personal name that became the basis of a trademark of sorts used by multiple bladesmiths that made these swords for centuries. Now, here's the interesting thing about it. If we jump over to thevintagenews.com, what we're going to see when we look at the headline over here is that mystery Ulfbert Viking sword has archaeologists stumped. Why? And you'll understand this is going to come full circle very quickly. So around 170 of these swords have been found. But here's the thing. The technology that would have forged, not just the swords, but the writing on these swords and the certain engrainment on the swords is from the technology that would have been used within the Industrial Revolution of the 1800s and 1900s. So let's put it this way. This sword was carved with such precision, and this is nothing new, by the way. There's tons of artifacts and, and different mysterious things such as Stonehenge or, of course, the pyramids or or different the Olatiambo steps and all that that just can't be explained, that no one has really publicly explained. Scientists, every couple of years, they try to come out with an explanation. They try to say, look, we found the answer. doesn't end up working. So here's what we have to understand. This sword dates to anywhere from 800 AD to 1000 AD. However, the technology allegedly made to craft and produce not just the overarching encompassing structure of the swords, but the actual ingrainment of the the encoding inside of it, and I'll get to that in a second, is something that would have only been possible by humans from the 1800s and forward. So how the heck did they do it a thousand years before? We can extrapolate. We can get into a bunch of different things about that, but that's not the point here. The point here is to understand what the sword is made of and why it's useful and how this connects back to military weapons. So the sword is made of something that is an element that is not from this world. Now you might say, Dave, what proof do you have of this? so on and so forth. I'll explain to you guys in a second. So what we're looking at here when we take a step back is what we're going to see is that this sword is made of the same structural elements as that of what Phil Schneider has spoken about before. Now, ironically, Phil Schneider brought a piece of metal with him that he claimed to be an element non-terrestrial and non-existent and non-inhabitant of this earth, saying that this is an element that is not even on the human periodic table. He said this, and then a couple months later, he committed suicide. Now, he also said there was something called Project Kratos. And Project Kratos was that it took this particular element and put it into 
all of the the fighter jets, all of the black budget projects, but not just the Air Force weaponry as well, not just the the planes and the jets and the stealth things and the the top secret reverse engineer UFO projects, but those reverse engineer ones already had him in there. He mentioned as well that this material is used in super soldier guns and weapons. Now, when I say super soldier, you might say, Dave, that's a bit general. Can you please get a little more descriptive for us? And I'll say this. Absolutely. Not in the Navy SEALs weapons, not in any of the weapons that happened that occurred in the modern public wars of today. We're talking underground experimentational weapons. Now, you might say, why is this piece of metal put into all of these different aircraft and all of these different DEW weapons and assault rifles and things like this? Well, if we take a look at howandwise.com, what we're going to find here, and this is the headline, ex-U.S. Air Force servicemen claimed tall white aliens visited Nevada casinos in human outfits in the 1950s. Now, before you guys turn away or turn this episode off or, or go somewhere else, just bear with me. It's not the headline or actually the main basis of the article I'm connecting it to. What I'm connecting it to is a very specific subparagraph within this article, all right, that says here that these aliens, these Nordic whites, he described, not only were traveling and roaming around the Las Vegas, Nevada place with CIA agents, but here's the interesting thing. He used, sorry, these Nordic aliens used a pencil-like device to kill or torture their prey, including humans. The device shoots some kind of rays that allow aliens to control humans. All right, now, when we take a look back and we look at all of the alien alleged ufo abductions that people have claimed to been through the ones that came back the ones that didn't we don't know but i'll get to that in a second they claim that some laser is shot at them from the ufo that completely paralyzes them and allows them to essentially defy the laws of physics as we know them as humans so they're floating and then it slowly brings them up into the ufo now that seems like something out of a movie but if i can mention very quickly I just want you guys to know that's part of the pr predictive programming side of things, whereas this is taken from legitimate real stories. Now, here's the thing. When we look and we look at the 411 cases, according to the FBI and the CIA, about a million people every single year go missing with no explanation and never return. Now, we can link this back to a few different arrangements that the U.S. government and other major world governments have had with these extraterrestrials and a few different species, by the way, where they've taken um, heads of cattle heads of monkeys of certain animals and also abducted humans and never returned them in some cases there's some cases where they've abducted humans brought them back home and then people claim that they just keep returning and they keep getting abducted and these extraterrestrials like to go after the same families over and over could be because they're familiar with their genetic makeup and what have you now we know we understand this the next thing we have to look at is that the U.S. government, according to ancientcode.com, and the documents are right in this article, but I'll put the pictures up for you guys right now. The U.S. government accidentally posts records on psychoelectronic weapons and remote mind control. Now, here's the interesting thing. I can read this article for you verbatim, word for word for you guys, but we know that this is the case. This is nothing new. This is nothing special. This is nothing out of the ordinary. Now, but what's interesting about this is that these documents directly cite and connect and imply that this element is used in order for this to happen. So the next question then becomes, we have to look at how all these whistleblowers are dying of suicides. Before it used to be car crashes back in the 70s and 80s, but how come from the 90s and onwards, all of these people who came out and spoke the truth and everything, like Phil Schneider, Gary Webb, and gentlemen like this, have 
died of suicides. Why? Because this element that Phil Schneider showed at his final presentation that's put into all of the United States Air Force planes, jets, black budget programs, and weapons is also being used to create a mental health issue on certain people. Now, we know that mind control is nothing new. We know that. We understand that they've experimented on the public before, not just in the West, but all around the world without any permission and completely off the books, completely illegal, but they don't care. They only use the records when it applies to them. Now, you might say, Dave, where did you get these documents from and how the hell can we explain it? So when we take a step back, what we're going to find is that these documents apparently, and according to ancientcode.com, were apparently sent by accident after that offer a number of illustrations that show different devices and techniques that aim to manipulate the human mind. The file also features details about weapons that use electromagnetic force to induce intense pain in certain individuals. End quote. Okay, so it explains in this document how there's a certain element that is harnessed. What we have to understand is that elements are harnessed all the time, but this particular one is something that defies Einstein's theory of relativity. And this is not according to me. This is according to, if we take a step back and we head on over to the ex-U.S. Air Force gentleman who claimed that he saw this pen-like material be able to control humans with no, with complete ease. All right. And his name is Charles Hall. So what we're seeing here, guys, is we're seeing a deep connection between Charles Hall, Phil Schneider, Gary Webb, Albaylek, all of these people who have been claimed to be mentally unstable and suicidal. Something is up here. Something is completely up. Now, the next thing becomes, why would this be ingrained within an ancient sword? I cannot give you guys the answer. I've done a boatload of research on that, and I cannot come to the conclusion yet. However, what I understand is that the shape of a pyramid, bear with me here, the shape of a pyramid encompasses an all overarching energy harnessing ability of many kinds, whether it's gravity, whether it's energy that we are not familiar with as humans or different things like this. Now, you might say, how are you connecting the pyramids to this sword? If you take a look at these Ulfbert swords, they are shaped in a much more triangular fashion than traditional swords were at that time. Could this be a coincidence? Absolutely. But we got to look at all the possibilities here. So what we're saying here is that this sword was built in a triangular shape much more than that of other swords. For what reason? And there's only a handful of them. Clearly, the civilizations, the human civilizations of this time understood that when you take this particular element, it could be harnessed. Now, of course, it had to have been taught to them by somebody. But at the end of the day, what we also have to understand is that once humans can harness something, they don't really care how it works as long as it works. And that's the truth about humans. But when you have some organization such as the military putting this into all of the black budget helicopters, all of the black budget aircraft, all of the DEW weapons, it makes you think. Now, these files leaked by the CIA were truly an accidental leak, according to many, and according to a few people who worked there. Now, when I say worked there, what am I talking about? The CIA accidentally released these files in correspondence with a journalist who had inquired about something else completely unrelated, all right? And so the CIA accidentally submitted these files in addition to the ones the journalist was asking for through the FIA or FIA, the Freedom of Information Act. All right. And so when we look at that, we're going to see that it was leaked to one of the offices of the Freedom of Information Act department. And then 
Whoever saw it must have taken some copies of it and then reported back to the CIA. Listen, you guys accidentally gave this to us. This has nothing to do with what this journalist was inquiring about. So there's a lot to connect here. And I'm not going to pretend like I have all the answers to it. But why is it when we take a step back and we go through each one numerically in order, we look at this sword is more triangular than most. There seems to be a reoccurrence, whether it's through spirituality, whether it's through technology, whether it's through folklore and ancient stories, which may not even be stories, whether it's through biblical scriptures of many different kinds, triangles keep reoccurring. Okay, this sword is more triangular than others, and there's only about 170 of them in the world. Next thing, this sword has inscriptions on them, utilizing technology that was not available at that time, at least not that we thought. Thirdly, this sword also inhabits an element that is now being used in all black budget weapons of all kinds. Okay, fourthly, this seems to be the same technology harnessed by the tall whites and the alleged gray extraterrestrials when they abduct people or when they feel threatened. They pull out this pen-like weapon and they point it at whatever they decide to point it at, don't know how it's harnessed, don't know how it's controlled, but it seems to have the same type of attributes overall. Now, you might say, okay, Dave, we believe you, but we want to see what Phil Schneider, Gary Webb, and all those guys have said so we can corroborate that. No problem. I'm putting it up on the screen right now, a website that has very graciously put out the final, the, the transcript of the final presentation that Phil Schneider gave before he quote unquote committed suicide. All right. Now, the next thing I want to mention as well, too, but I'm going to save this for another episode just because there's much more to dive into is that this technology is being used as we speak. So if you take a step back and you look two years ago in January of 2018, the accidental missile crisis that everyone in Hawaii received an amber alert on other devices saying that you got to hunker down. There's an incoming missile from North, North Korea. This is not an emergency. Uh, sorry, this is not a, a drill. I apologize. This is a real emergency. And then all of a sudden, the Amber Alert gets retracted and taken back. And then this missile launched by North Korea just kind of went away. So allegedly, this material, this element can also harness with the right microprocessing technology can and harnessing of spirituality through the usage of things like the Akashic Records can also open up portals of what size i'm not sure can they control the size of the portals opened it's hard to say but it seems like the u.s government was comfortable enough because there are multiple reports alleging that this missile fell through a portal so it didn't hit hawaii now did it come from north korea don't know honestly that's not really the point that i'm trying to make here it could have been an accidental launch by the United States themselves or another country, and we know that countries work together in a very classified manner, no matter how adversarial they are on the public end. And when they work together in the classified level, what we'll find is that they work together to inhabit and continue the preservation of this planet. Why? Not only because they're taking orders from people like the tall whites who are deceptive, but also in a certain way honest when they want to be, but also because they understand that according to multiple people to multiple former Air Enforcement who have gone on record and said they're working with other countries to train and Phil Schneider said this too by the way to train other countries within black budget UFO technologies so why would they work with other countries to do that well on the public end they're fighting over something stupid in let's just say you know Europe or the Middle East or or even North America or wherever because they need to keep the show going 
It's as simple as that. And I'm not saying that all of it's a show. And it's terrible. It breaks my heart to say this. But at the end of the day, a lot of people die for this show to keep on going so they can hide these things. Now, the last thing I want to mention is that when we look and we see that in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even all before that, the 40s and the 50s, people who the CIA and other world agencies wanted dead were dying in car crashes. Okay, now on a public level in 2020, we could say a lot of them are dying of poisoning, but that's just the front end of it. When we look at the 90s and the early to mid-2000s, whether it was the Bushes or the Clintons or even in some cases the Obamas, a lot of these politicians who committed suicide seemed to step, uh, come across something or stumble across something where they knew too much. So how do they get poisoned? Do they send someone into their home and poison them at night and make it look like a suicide? Possibly. But why not use this DEW weapon? make them suicidal and make them kill themselves because it harnesses a form of hypnosis as well and so this weapon i'm not saying this is the all kind of godlike weapon but they didn't call it operation kratos for no reason the fact that these elements the pieces and fragments of these elements are put into every major weapon when even the pilots of those certain aircraft don't know about it tells us something it tells us that whoever is at the manning station and the head station of control that even a lot of generals don't know about tells us that they can control these aircraft if shit hits the fan. If pilots start going crazy and things are not organized and there is a serious enough scenario where a battle must be pursued and cannot be, um, what's the word, cannot be retreated from, they pick up the mantle and tell the pilots, don't fly the thing, we got it. And this element can control and manipulate all of that because it controls, it, it can manipulate gravity. And you might say, how does it do that? Well, Bob Lazar mentioned that back in the 80s, when he was trying to reverse engineer craft, he was told that they humans had initially thought gravity was a particle, was made up of particles. What we now know is that gravity is actually a wave. So if you put an object in, in the air or anywhere on this, on this, in this universe, really, or on this planet, you put it in the air, what's going to happen is this element allows gravity, assuming this pen is a wave of gravity, allows gravity to go around it, okay? And so this harnesses a lot of different things, mental stability, human, uh, what's the word, human body affection and infections, weaponry, direct energy weaponry, which could have been the same thing used on American and Canadian diplomats with the Havana syndrome situation that's only slowly becoming public now. And what we're also seeing is that this type of element and technology is actually being shown and harnessed in Hollywood films. And I can't help but notice more and more that Hollywood films, major films, whether they're coming out in theaters or on Netflix or HBO or whatever, focus on space and focus on elements that are non-existent to that of the human world in reality. But on the deeper level, this may in fact be the case. So I know there was a lot to connect here and I thank you guys so much for bearing with me, but please let me know what you guys think because now I got to wrap it up and we will catch you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much.